Welcome to our very special 50th episode of the Post 20 Podcast, brought to you by your two faithful hosts, myself <laughs> and Evan. Uh, we made it this far, come such yeah. a long way. It's, it, it truly has been such a long time. I mean, episode 50, we're 50 weeks? That's yep. a lot. I, I can't believe that we haven't missed one either. Yeah, no. I think you only missed one, and and then um, I think it was like, well, you missed a couple, but like we had the one solo episode I had to do, which was pretty eye-opening, just talking. That was a fire episode. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen back to it again. I listened it to it good. once. Yeah, just you're only focusing one train of thought rather than just bouncing ideas off other people and waiting to hear what everybody else says. It's just you, and that's it. Yeah. But uh, besides that, if you're listening to this and you've listened to any of the other episodes, if you've been here from the start, uh, thank you very much. Um, This will not be the last episode, just to let you know. We (laughs) will carry on for many more, for many more years, whether we have three listeners or if we have 500,000 listeners. It'll be the same show, and it can only improve really from here, right? Yeah, I mean, it's... I think it's been quite an experience. I, I enjoy it. It's a part of my week that I look forward to. Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, when life gets stressful, it's it's another thing. It's, it can be a stressor. But once you sit down and you get in front of the microphone, whether it be even sitting on, on Discord and doing it um, or whether it be sitting in person and, you know, having a beer and, and talking, um, it's really something kind of therapeutic, I guess. And yes, like, like I said earlier a couple of weeks ago, it's it's one of those things where you can look back at it maybe when we're older and mm-hmm. be like, you know, four, four or five years of our lives. Yeah. Uh, we we chronicled, <laughs> you know, every week. So yeah. it, it'll be cool, I think. It, it's almost like a project. I really, that's how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. And like, if we look at it specifically with sports, we can see what the, the headlines were that week and how teams were doing and managers getting sacked or not or coaches being fired i think that's cool to look back on and be like oh remember that was the time when he was about to get fired yeah that will be really cool and it's yeah that's that's the way i like to look at it as well i think you know especially because we're kind of transitioning into more of a sports show Mm -hmm. um that it'll be a nice sports time capsule for us to look back on and maybe for others to look back on you know of course we're always trying to grow the audience yeah i think Um, i think 2021 is going to be a bright year a lot more guests a lot more i would say changes going on maybe a rebrand who knows yeah yeah i think i I think think it's a good idea too um so just like the past couple weeks or past couple shows i should say um the same style of show is going to be run we're going to recap the previous week uh, what happened in the Premier League, and then we now, for the first time, I think, for uh, the show, we're going to have a full week advance on these predictions for the following games, because we are currently on international break. Yep. So we can, next week, we can double down, or we can change our mind about certain things, whether more people get COVID or whatnot, we'll get to that. But um, going back to last week's games... Kicking off from the beginning, Brighton Burnley zero zero. I said that would be a draw, so I actually yeah. got something right. Um, pretty boring game. Nothing really happened. Um, Southampton two nil over Newcastle. I think we both took Newcastle. Southampton in our so face too. with Danny Ings hurt. Che Adams cometh the man. Um, cometh the hour. Cometh the hour. Yeah, I get that wrong. <laughs> Just cometh. Che cometh. Adams cometh. Just cometh. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that was an interesting match. Southampton are, have like three or four on the bounce now. Yep. They're, they're killing it. Southampton in their last five have won four and drawn one. They are sitting fourth. They are currently sitting fourth in the Premier League, just above Chelsea, and only two points behind the league leaders, Leicester City. Um, who knows? Maybe Leicester win it again. Probably not. Yeah, they could. I mean, Tottenham, Tottenham, and Leicester are really competing. Yeah, that's how it was when Leicester won the whole thing. It was Leicester, Tottenham, or no? Did Ars- didn't Arsenal finish second that year? Ar- Arsenal came second, but it was Saint Totteringham's day. We were in yeah. third, and then uh, they yes. somehow fucked it. Like they fucked oh, yeah. against Newcastle. I'm looking or... at the league table. Tottenham lost their last two games of the season. Yeah. Arsenal yeah. won and drew theirs. 
Mm-hmm. I remember it so well. It's pretty correct. <laughs> oh, that was the year uh, Chelsea came in 10th. Holy shit. Yeah, that was the Gus Pollitt. That oh was when he God. came in to salvage them. That was the end of Mourinho's second term at Chelsea. Yeah. Seen oh, better those days. Were dark times. I saw an article saying, I know this is probably mostly bullshit, but it was like Pochettino looking maybe at Manchester United and Chelsea jobs or something. I saw that. I saw that as well. I, I don't think it is bullshit. I think if if uh, all they go is then I think United's best uh, option would be would be Poch. Yeah, very familiar with the Premier League, with a high-profile high club. He's used to the media's attention and all that, so he would fit right in. Yeah, he's a good English speaker as well, which is big. Yeah. I think that's really big. Speaking of United, last week we were talking, the literal title of the episode was Will Manchester United Ever Win Another Premier League Game? They did. They they, they listened did. to the show. They saw. Um, 3-1 win over Everton. Solid. Everton are starting to lose that that form from the beginning of the year now they're falling back into the usual everton we all know they've lost their last three games uh, manchester yeah. united getting a big win pulling them out of the relegation zone or near it to <laughs> they only moved up to 14th but three points is three points in the premier league uh there that's an important three points uh, regardless of if everton are playing well right now they are a good side and they'll probably return to be uh return to being a good side so I think that was a huge win. I think the that just shows how important Richarlison and Hamas are to that team and how they play. That's for sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, Man United with a big win. Bruno Fernandes with two goals and an assist in the game. Very cool. Very good. The one that uh, everybody thought Rashford got was just him dinking it in. Yep. Uh, following on that... Crystal Palace absolutely annihilating Leeds. We both took Leeds. This was a weird game. Yeah, I don't know if you watched it, but there was a lot of bullshit. There yeah, was I saw the highlights. Yeah, the, the VAR is a big topic nowadays to where how it makes and breaks a game. The Banford so goal. Bad. Banford was completely on sides. He just reached his arm out, signaling to whoever or signaling the click to give him the ball, and his arm was off sides, but he, he himself was not just yeah the arm extension doesn't give him an advantage in the play i know but for some reason it just doesn't uh, i don't know what it is there's no consistency like i've said for the past however many weeks with the way that it's called because mm -hmm. sometimes i'll see a body part that's over the line in a var replay yeah. and it's it's visible and it's so evident and then you'll see something like this where his arm had nothing to do with the play whatsoever and VAR gets called, and, and the goal gets chalked off. I mean, that could have been an entirely different result. Mm -hmm. And, and of course, that's the case with, with other games as well. But if Bamford leveled them there 2-2, I don't think that game ends, obviously, with, with Palace getting four goals. Leeds are such a momentum-based team, and that's, that's how Bielsa plays. You know, when he gets his foot on your neck, it's over. So... Yep. And they, it's really unfortunate for Leeds, and I'm glad I didn't bet on them because I would have been fucking pissed. Yeah, and with that loss, they dropped to 15th place in the league, giving up the most goals in the league. Or no, is that? Yeah, they're tied for the most goals against now in the league with 17, tied with West Brom, shockingly. Um, but yeah, I mean, next week, uh, we'll get to that after the recap. But um, Chelsea, big win against Sheffield United. Started off. I watched this whole game during the weekend. I had off finally so I could watch the games. Um, started off on a corner kick, dinked the ball in, takes a deflection. Uh, McGoldridge just heel flicks it in, beats Mendy, nothing he can do. Down one nothing early, shaky. Um, no Pulisic. Pulisic pulled his hammy in, in warm-ups, which was really sad to see. So Werner comes in on the left wing. He gets a goal, Abraham gets a goal, Ben Chilwell gets a goal, and Thiago Silva getting his first goal for the club in a 4-1 win. I thought that showed how the team actually plays. Yeah, I think so too. I think coming from behind, obviously, you have to exhibit some grit. Mm -hmm. And it, it, the guys played together, especially um, up top. I mean, Warner looked good. Ziyech had an assist. Uh, Tammy, even, who hasn't been getting as much time. Right. He, he scored first, obviously. He struck in the 23rd. I was and shocked then, he scored that. And then you have Chilwell and Thiago Silva, both two defenders, netting goals as well. So 
Chelsea look good. I think they should probably continue to get pretty decent results. I think they'll probably get a couple draws in the upcoming fixtures, but we'll see. I think I think they are probably going to be within two or three spots of the top uh, by the end of the, the congested Christmas period. And they've scored the most goals in the league now with 20, only giving up 10 and still yep. being at fifth place. So they're in a good spot heading into the end of November and early December calendar. Um, what was I going to just last note on that game, just as they played a lot of the balls down the right wing with Ziyech whipping it back post every time, and Choa got the one. He was literally against the back post and tapped it in, I think, with his thigh. Yeah. So those balls coming in. I mean, that's what he did at IX too. That's why they bought him. He has, he's great. and he can, be, he can be played centrally. He can be played on the wing. I think you'll see him more on the wing, definitely, for Chelsea, just because they have congestion in the middle of the pitch already. Um. But he's very good. I've rated him for quite yeah. some time now, and I think that was a really, really good signing for Chelsea. Yeah, and they brought him. They brought him in last January, so he sat out all winter and couldn't play with injuries and couldn't play in the Champions League either due to Ajax and all that. So right. now we're actually seeing what he brings to the table, and and he's showing that he's worth the money. And it yep. also makes Frank's job harder because now he has the squad choices come every week like who's he gonna play he's got Ziyech and Pulisic Mount Werner all these guys can play out wide he still has Hudson Adoy on the bench who's always wanting to play and he gets his moments occasionally but he needs more game time and centrally I haven't even seen Kovacic make the starting lineup in a while Right, and he was Chelsea's player of the year last year yeah. I mean, he may have been the Premier League player of the year last year he was so um, good yeah, he's amazing. He he's excellent. I think I think what you'll see is Chelsea probably pawn some of these guys off, either whether it be on loan, um, or if they sell them. But they can't they can't afford to keep all of them. I know they have a lot of money, but that's not necessary. I I don't mean that. I mean they're not going to be able to afford the the chemistry situation because it's going to get ugly after a period if if those guys who think that their stars aren't playing uh, get uppity about it. So I think you'll probably see some of those guys head out, uh, whether that be Mount. Uh, Mount will probably stay. Frank really likes him, I think. That's his day one. Um, but Odoi and uh, probably Kovacic, uh, or maybe they'll get rid of Jorginho and keep Kovacic. Mm-hmm. But you'll probably see two of those guys go. I mean, and also depending on how long the virus carries on, like with no fans at stadiums, like it's hurting the team's revenue especially the smaller clubs so it's restricting what they can do pay wise and actually buying players that's why chelsea went all out this summer they had a full year saved up of money right and they took advantage of it really well but come january we're gonna have to see if people stay or leave i don't know yeah Uh, moving on west ham fulham pretty boring game west ham scored in the 91st minute on uh, what was it, Lookman for Fulham, an ex-Everton yeah. player. The kid's 19 years old. Uh, I think, that, was it for the win? Was it to take the lead or was it the tying goal? What, at the very end? Yeah, he gets a penalty. He does a Panenka chip. <laughs> it was the tie, I think. And he misses, like the goalie reads it. It's like, wh- you're, you're Fulham, you play for a relegation zone team. Every point matters and he's going to do that. Yeah, That's, I mean the fucking balls. Like you gotta have balls of steel, and just to do that, and it, I, obviously if it goes in, you're like, goddamn. But just at the risk of looking like an idiot, like he did. Oh my god, yeah, but that's so brazen. I mean, as a young kid, like, that's what you're gonna do. I think they said he did it in the U18 Euros before, and it worked. But yeah. I don't know. I just thought, if for Fulham especially, you're gonna look back and be like, that one point might cost them staying in the league. That's gonna cost them hundred. It could cost them hundreds and million of millions of dollars. Or uh, we're gonna have to see come episode eighty something, right? Yeah, literally, we'll have to see. In well, I don't even know. This won't one. This one won't end in May, right? It'll end a little later. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think they plan on it ending normal time, but if they have to, they'll extend it a week or two. 
Oh, okay. All right. So it'll be around May ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna make a note of this. Um, Episode fifty. Take a note. Does Fulham stay up or do they go down uh, ju- by just one point? And we'll blame it all on Lookman. Cost Fulham the league. That's incredible. Uh, moving on to Sunday's card, we had Spurs West Brom. Very tough game for Spurs. Only a 1-0 win with a Harry Kane goal. Assist coming from Matt Doherty. Just a lob through ball over the top. Beats all five defenders. And Harry Kane just flicks it on. Does his thing. Yeah, Effortless for him, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty easy for him. And he's just all nonchalant about it every week. It's like, just on to the next one. You know what they say? Harry Kane, he does what he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leicester City as well. Another 1-0 win. Jamie Vardy, your boy. They're grinding it out, 47-year-old Jamie Vardy, grinding it out every week. That's what champions do. They just scrape the wins, (laughs) man. They sit up top with, they're tied with four other teams with a lowest goal that's against, only giving up nine. This is them, Spurs, Villa, Wolves, and City. Obviously, Villa and City had played one less game, but still, only giving up nine goals in seven to eight games in the Prem is pretty good. Um, Wolves is, I don't know. Wolves is sitting in ninth, but in my mind, I just they're just playing a mediocre year at the point at this time. I don't know what it is. Just I can't get through my brain. Like they're a decent team, but they're not putting in consistent performance. I just don't think they're overperforming like they were last year. I mean, you they're losing Jota, and you're seeing how much of an impact just even Jota had on the best team in the prep. That's very so, true. He was a very very good player. He was a good goal scorer. He's a good facilitator as well. So losing him, I think you're obviously going to lose some of the numbers that you see at the, mm-hmm. the end of the at the end of the weekend. And Jota um, came out on social media today or yesterday, coming out against esports, saying they're hating on him for like not taking him seriously with his ratings and stuff. Uh, I I kind of agree, man. He I mean, obviously EA doesn't change the fucking ratings immediately. Mm-hmm. They'll um, have winner upgrades. He sh- he should probably be an eighty-five base card. Truthfully. Whoa, eighty-five! No, He's fucking sick. Eighty-five. Jota's as good as fucking Papu Gomez. Ah, I don't know, man. He's playing on the best team in the world, scoring against whoever the fuck he wants. I guess I don't know. It's just a plus five rating is crazy. I'm trying to think of. Um... He shouldn't be an eighty. He should have been an eighty-two coming into the season. I think eighty-two, eighty-three is fair, but. I'm trying to think of what other cards are 85 rated right now. That's better than Brandt. That's on par with Royce. Do you think he's just as good as Royce? I mean, Royce is a fraud these days. He's not good anymore. That's your boy. I know. I love Marco Royce. I think he was great at a point, but I don't think he's very good right now. Hold on. I mean, I think he's certainly better than Julian Brandt. Um, what other cards are Nabry, Lukaku, Tiago, Kai Havertz, Mares, Depay. Uh, ZH, you think he's on that level? Team of earners I mean, in 85? In, in terms of production, Matt, yeah. All right. I, I don't think he's as technically skilled as them, but he is he's very clinical, and he makes good decisions. Marcus Rashford, Leroy Sané. Okay, I, I truly don't. I don't understand. Marcus Rashford's great for like four months of the season, and then the other fixtures, mm-hmm. he's actually non-existent. That's true. He's he's so streaky. I agree. He definitely deserves an upgrade, but I don't know by how much. All right, eighty-five maybe bold. Maybe I'd be set. I'd be okay with an eighty-three. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the the game of the week. That was last week. Man City Liverpool one one draw. Salah yep. early goal penalty. Mane wins it, uh, and then Jesus on the other end getting the ball from De Bruyne. Quick little flick through the legs, pokes Jeez. it by. It was the best touch I've ever seen. Yeah, the commentators weren't sure if he meant to do it, and then the and then somebody else was like, "Yeah, he meant to do that." Uh, let us dream for a minute, please. Let us let us believe that it was intentional. That was fucking Henri levels of touch. Mm-hmm. It was so pretty, it was so beautiful. There's 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 videos of Henri and Bergkamp both. They're probably the only two other yeah. attacking players I I'd say mm-hmm. um, that could make that kind of touch and then finish it so effortlessly. That was a beautiful, beautiful goal. Yeah, Man City are in a phase where they're just slowly phasing out Aguero because he can't play consistently. So Jesus is really stepping up into that role. They just need to find him. Um, they're in the situation now to where Aguero was their prime guy and they brought Jesus, and now they need somebody to follow Jesus, really. Right. So I don't know if they're going to go back to Brazil or 
they'll get some but somebody from their academy uh we'll have to wait and find out a couple years but the game game was pretty tight um unfortunately trent alexander arnold picked up a calf injury towards the end obviously contact too obviously klopp and guardiola are fully behind the bringing back five substitutions and trying to fix the the premier league scheduling issues going from champions league games in the middle of the week and other clubs europa league and then having to play saturday mornings um not really not really helping the players recovery process it's just more of the business side forcing these games in to get more tv revenue and all that over the players safety yeah Mm. Um, and then you had De Bruyne miss the pen. That was the last yes. thing of of matter. The last thing that mattered in that fixture was mm-hmm. De Bruyne missing the pen. Uh, he doesn't ever miss pens. Yeah, so they said that was his him, first miss in like two years or something. Yeah, to see him kind of break down. I mean, he's pretty robotic finishing pens. And it wasn't even like the goalie like saved it. It was he completely missed the goal. It was raining. I mean, it was wet. It's wet night in Manchester. So what the fuck? They're professional do? players. Don't be given that excuse. Oh, everybody makes a mistake every once in a while. I mean, Steven Goskowski missed like seven field goals last night. He's literally following the same path Vinatieri did before he retired. He's absolutely having a shit year. I'm just saying, shit happens. Yeah, I know. It, there's no excuse. Truthfully, I mean, he should make that, and they should walk away from that with with three points. And I think they're going to be kicking themselves later on in the season, having not won that because that's crucial. Yes. Crucial. Speaking matchup. of shit happening, Aston Villa putting an absolute wallop on Arsenal three nil. Yeah, they uh, looked bad. Arsenal looked really flat. They mm-hmm. looked bad. Holly Watkins um, with another big performance, getting a brace. Uh, Grealish tearing everything up. I don't know. Just ugly. Just ugly. There's... Ugly, ugly, ugly. If 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 you're too, you know, let's say, okay, Lacazette and Aubameyang are probably our two best pure goal scorers, right? Yep. You you have Aubameyang and Lacazette combining for fifty, no, hundred fifty five minutes of in game time. They registered one shot on target <laughs> between the two of them. One shot. They're wasting Aubameyang. He needs to be playing in the central role. He needs to be playing striker. He needs to just be sitting at the fucking half and taking off when the ball gets played forward. I don't understand what's going on. I I think they're wasting however many years he has left. Mm -hmm. He's been invisible since uh, since he signed his contract. I mean, obviously, he scored a good pen last week, but, like, fucking who cares if it was a pen? Um, They took Partey off at the half. Uh, to conserve him and it was ugly honestly it was just ugly Mm -hmm. i was not happy with that whatsoever villa looked good but we shouldn't let them win three no yep villa are still following the system that we came up with losing to even level teams and worse teams and they're pulling results against big teams yeah it's it's just shitty to watch but onward and upward right yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, Villa's coming up, getting big wins against Leicester, Liverpool, Arsenal, and then they get a win against United as well. Yeah. Yeah. And those are four of their five wins. So uh, we'll have to wait. All right, so quickly hop into next week's games. We actually have a full week before the games, not just one day. Yeah. Um, so should give us some time to sit on slow. We'll sit on our takes and maybe reevaluate them before next week's shows. But we're going to give you what we think right now. Um, first game of the week, Chelsea-Newcastle in the 7.30 window. Um, Newcastle coming off that loss against Southampton. Um, Chelsea coming, up against, or coming off a big win against Sheffield. Um, Chelsea are starting to settle in. Talks about Pulisic maybe coming back would be happening sooner rather than later um it's a full strength squad you really have to pick chelsea here yeah i think so too it's not much of a question for me here i think it's chelsea and regardless of who they who they put in their side i think they're just that much better than newcastle newcastle will be dejected after that southampton loss so it's it's simple easy for me chelsea Mm mm-hmm all right. After that, we have Villa versus Brighton. Like we just said, Villa does not show up against teams that are worse or even with them. Um, Brighton, 
still sitting around the relegation zone. Got another draw. They have not gotten a win in their last five matches. Um, with Aston Villa, on the other hand, they're doing all right. Three in their last five. Um, uh, I, you would have to go with Villa just on face value, but a weird, a weird result might happen. I don't know. Yeah, this is going to be a weird game, I think. But I, if you're going to bet on this, I mean, I don't understand how you could take Brighton instead of Villa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely feel like Villa are probably. I think Villa Villa's good value I mean, right now. They're at plus one twenty five with Brighton at plus two hundred. So Vegas thinks it's going to be close either way. That's great value. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely take Villa then. But it's I'm glad that you're recording. Can you hear me still? Yes. This is quite strange because my PC is just it's shut down, freaking out. What's going on? Yeah, you're still coming up on the recording. Okay, sorry about that. I don't know what the fuck just happened. Technical uh, okay. difficulties on a milestone episode. I, it's been happening all day to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so Villa for me, simple as that. Sorry about that. No worries. Um, next big one of the biggest matchups of the weekend. There's a lot of good matchups here, actually, looking further down. Um, 12.30 Saturday, Spurs playing Man City. Um, Spurs sitting in second, Man City in 10th. Spurs are in great form, four in their last five. Man City getting a, result, getting a tie against Liverpool, which you could be happy with. And also, like we said, the De Bruyne miss, they should add three. Um, odds right now are, where is it? Why doesn't it? Oh, there it is. It's further down. Man City are minus one twenty-five. Tottenham plus three ten. Um, very good odds if you're a Spurs favorite. Spurs fan. Um, I don't know. Man City are always going to dominate the possession, whether you like it or not. And I would say Spurs are a really good team that can switch to a counterattack kind of style with. With Sun, Bergvine, Lucas, all these speedy guys, and Harry Kane can also get up there every once in a while too. So, I I think I think Spurs going to result here. Man City aren't looking like the same team. They still haven't fully established their back line. Ruben Diaz hasn't fit in as well as you, as Guardiola would like, and Laporte and Garcia aren't playing as they should. What, what, what do you bet you have? I mean, I'm I'm honestly kind of with you on this. City don't look good. They don't look great. They looked okay last week, but not sharp. Mm-hmm. De Bruyne doesn't look sharp. I mean, he missed the pen, but that's kind of besides the point. I don't think he looks that sharp going forward. He's not registering as many shots on target. He doesn't seem to be getting himself into a lot of open space. And because of their lackadaisical, I mean, for lack of a better word, uh, style of play thus far, I'd have to say I, I I'm gonna give this to Tottenham. I bet they're good value to to number one bet on, and I think we're gonna see a, a pretty good matchup here. But I, I like Tottenham. I like Sonny, and I like Kane. So yeah, I just see Man City giving a turnover, a couple like a bad pass, and uh, fucking Sanchez or whoever just hoofing it up, and Son runs onto it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Uh, moving on, next next game. Uh, the final match Saturday at the 3 o'clock window, Eastern Standard Time. We have Manchester United playing West Brom. This is a big match for Manchester United because if they win, they string two matches in a row in the Premier League, which would be huge for them. They get some traction going, and they can carry on into the following week where they play Southampton, who are going to be a tough match for them. But West Brom sitting in 18th in the league. They can't. They haven't. They still have not registered a win in the league yet. So, I think Manchester United can win this and kick them while they're down. I do too. But, oh, excuse me. United always play down to shit teams. True. So there's a chance that West Brom draw this game. I don't think they're gonna win it just because. I mean, I think if you have Jake Livermore and you're starting eleven, you're <laughs> just doomed to go down. Like. Truly, they're they're not going to be in the the league next year. No, they're going to go down. Uh, they just play fucking shit, really, really, really shit football. Yeah, uh, it's, shit it's, manager too, Slavin Bilic. He's horrendous. Yeah, they play a five four one most of the time, so they oh, sit back it's just, and it's ugly, isn't it? If I mean, if in your mindset, you would just rather just go all out, and if we lose, we lose. Yeah, of course. 
they just don't have the matchups. Like when you come up against Rashford, your Diangana and Pereira aren't going to produce the same amount. Yeah, of course. They don't have the money and they don't have the backing and they're not as good of a side. So I think United should win this handily. They're a really heavy favorite. They're minus 295. So stay away from that because United yeah. are chokers. Um, but I think they do win. Yeah, a draw is sitting at plus 470 right now in FanDuel. Um, good, good news for West Brom if you're a West Brom person here. Um, Luke Shaw out for six weeks, so they've been playing him a little bit. I, I don't know. They haven't been playing Tellez, so maybe Tellez is going to get a big run in the next couple weeks, or maybe they give Brandon Williams a chance to get his stamp back in the lineup. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, next up, first game on Sunday, Everton-Fulham. Everton really need this game, like we said earlier. Everton have lost their last three in the league. And they're slipping down the table, currently in 7th. Perfect matchup for them to rebound. They play Fulham. Fulham, also like West Brom down there in the bottom, probably going to get relegated. Um, And I believe this is Richarlson's first game back. His suspension is over after that red card in the Liverpool game. I think he'll be thirsting for goals. Yeah, they'll be coming back in a vengeance, so he'll... uh, DCL won't have as many eyes on him. He'll maybe he'll get back into the scoring column. We'll have to wait and see. I think Everton's the easy pick here. They are sitting at my, oh, they're only sitting at minus one ten. That's that's all right if you want to put that's it into a parlay. Right. I yeah, probably put it in. I don't know why they only have it at that, but I'm liking that. Uh, yeah. Moving on, West Brom, Sheffield, Sheffield. Not looking West very Ham. good. Oh, West Ham. What did I say? Sheffield. West what? You said West Brom. Did I? I thought I said yeah. like Sheffield or something. Nope. So, you said yeah. West West Brom versus Sheffield, but uh, it's West Ham. Yeah, that would be even worse. But we have West Ham, Sheffield United. Um, Sheffield literally in dead last. They have seven losses and a draw in eight games. Um, their big money signing, Brewster, has not provided yet for them in the in the score sheet. Uh, West Ham are looking all right. They are in 12th with a positive goal differential there at four, which is surprising. Yeah, about that? I don't know how you can be that low and have a positive goal differential. David Moyes is finding a way to succeed. Um, I think this is a game that West Ham chokes. I don't know. I see this Sheffield's first win. I don't know about you, but I just have a feeling there's one game on this sheet that uh, upset's going to happen, and I think this is it. Yeah. I really think that they're going to win. Um, this is just like, uh, this is another shit matchup, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. West Ham versus Sheffield. What, what, West Ham should have this easily. Pablo Fornals has become one of my favorite players to watch. Actually, I know that's kind of strange to say, but I find myself seeing a lot of things that I like in him going forward. I think he's really crafty. So... I'm I'm interested in watching this game. It'll be ugly, but I think West Ham probably walk away with a two or three nil win. Yeah. Um, usually that I don't know why, but the nine o'clock game on Sundays is usually like a, a Passover game that you skip. I don't know why. Yeah. I uh, think that it's the way that like uh, what channel it's on. Yeah, I guess so. Um, next, the last two games for Sunday look pretty good. Leeds against Arsenal. Both coming off big losses where they yep. gave up multiple goals. So we'll see who comes back or if somebody goes the double and gives up two stinker results. Um, I would favor Arsenal here. Uh, I don't know why. I feel like this is, an, this is an, a prime Lacazette game where he'll get some poacher goals. I feel like Leeds will be called out because, like you said, Bielsa doesn't really change his style. Or no, is this Bielsa? Who, for Leeds? Yeah, the manager. He's their manager. Yeah, yeah he usually doesn't change his style of play, just like Nuno for Wolves. So I feel like Lacazette's going to get a few tap-ins. I don't know why. I mean, their defense is kind of sus. Mm-hmm. I I would say. Uh, I kind of agree with you. So, um... I... I, I it's so hard for me to say I think Arsenal is going to win because, like, of course I always think that, you know? Yeah. Because I have faith in my in my team, but 
this could be a toss up. Like this is a game that I'd probably stay away on betting. Right. Arsenal's plus one fifteen. I think they have a solid chance. I'd say they have a sixty to seventy five percent chance of winning. Um I'm not really worried about our defense as much as I am uh somebody getting on the end of a fucking ball and scoring finally. Uh but I think this could be a fun game. If both teams are scoring, it's going to be really fun to watch. Yeah, I agree. Um, but it's a six-pointer as well. If Leeds wins, they'll hop Arsenal in the table. If Arsenal yeah. wins, they will move up to at least sixth or seventh place, depending on how all the other teams do. Yeah. So uh, big, big circumstances on this game. And then the last game for Sunday, you have Liverpool playing Le- uh, Leicester. I almost said Leeds. Uh, yeah, Liverpool, Leicester. Another good one. Liverpool, all their defenders are getting hurt. The only good news coming out recently is potentially Fabinho will make a return in this game. Um, Mo Salah will be out with COVID. So you'll have Jota Mane and Firmino most likely up top. Or maybe you get Shakiri in there or Minamino. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good players that don't even get to play on that team that you forget about. So I think this is a good time for them to show their value to the club. I do too, but I think mentally Liverpool will be drained. Uh, having you know, knowing that uh, they're playing with the reserve squad, I really think Leicester have a good shot at winning this. Mm-hmm. If Vardy if is continuing his form and the Leicester defense keeps themselves even, you know, three quarters of the way focused on, mm-hmm. on winning the match, I think that they easily win this game. And I think plus three hundred is criminal. I think if you're if you're if you're feeling yourself this weekend, you're feeling a little underdog or mm-hmm. maybe a little bit of a you know four four leg all plus team parlay, smash Leicester City, smash it right now. Yeah, people forget they're in first place right now. Whoever That's wins this mean. is going to go top of the league. Yeah, and probably will be top of the league for the next two or three weeks. Uh, depending on how Spurs does against City, we'll have to wait. Um, That's true. And then the Monday games, Monday's usually the leftover games that nobody really cares about, but we'll talk about them. We have Burnley, Crystal Palace, Burnley coming off against coming off that 0-0 draw against Brighton. Burnley are a team that don't look like they are going to score that much. Crystal Palace, on the other hand, you never know what you're going to get, so I don't really know how to pick this. Um, usually, if I take Crystal Palace, they fuck me, and if I don't yeah. take them... They will. So in my mind, I think Palace is going to win this. But going against myself, I will say this is a draw. Oh, dude, this is such an ugly game. If it's the Palace from last week, Palace are going to win fucking nine nil. Mm-hmm. They look sick last week. I think that they probably win this either one or two nil. Um, Burnley are really, really poor. Mm-hmm. They just aren't a great team. They look ugly. Um, the the style of football they play is ugly. They kind of just grind it out. But the only thing they ever grind out is fucking nil nil draws. So they've only I scored have... they've only scored three goals this season. Yeah, they have one against Newcastle, and then like I think they scored two in another game. They had yeah the one against Newcastle, and they had two against Leicester, and that's it. Yeah, there you go. So they always play Leicester tight, by the way. Yeah, that's weird why. how they do that. Um, Sean Dice just knows. Yeah, so I'm going to take Palace here, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the last game, we have Wolves playing Southampton. Southampton playing to stay in the top four. Wolves playing to crack into the top four. Um, also, another very close game. The lines for this game show... Where is it? I don't know why these are all out of order. Yeah, the line shows... Wolves as the favorite at plus 130, and Southampton at plus 230. Um, I mean, Southampton's having to play without their key guy up top, but Che Adams is looking like he can handle it, and also they have Stuart Armstrong coming in. And breakout star for them, Thea Wolcott. I know. Beast. I I totally didn't even realize he was on that roster. He was kind of underutilized his whole career, to be honest. Yeah, he was usually just like how the bombing's being played. Yeah. Um, but if I had to pick, I would say Southampton here. But if on the same logic as the Crystal Palace game, I'm going to go with Wolves. Okay, yeah. I, I mean, I think 
think that's probably fair too. Uh, I don't think Southampton can keep this up. Although they they have looked good the past couple. They've of won their last three in a row. Yeah, so I, I know that they have. So in their last five, they have four wins and a draw, and the mm-hmm. only draw they had was the Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. The three three Chelsea. They should have. They sh- yeah. They should have lost. Yeah, but the thing is, they didn't because they played so well in the second half. It's true. Um, this is a weird one. Wolves are favorited. I, I'm gonna go with Wolves. Yeah, I just I think this is the game that Ruben Neves hits his annual a screamer. screamer. <laughs> he this, does have one really good one a year. It has. I think this is it. There's. I have a warm feeling in my stomach that's telling me that he's gonna hit an absolute screamer off a corner or something. Damn. It's gonna be one yeah. of those where it just gets a corner comes in, defender flicks it out. He's gonna like thigh it. It's gonna be an absolute belter. Yeah, I can just see it now. Um, so that concludes the predictions and recap for the Prem. Now is usually where we just ramble in uh, any other sports we want to talk about. Um, college football, just touching on that, I guess, since that's the other main sport going on now. Um, Ohio State Maryland game has been canceled due to Maryland having COVID issues. So that's going to hurt Ohio State maybe down the line if another game gets canceled. I was listening to a couple other shows, and they were saying with the whole COVID rules, um, with tracing, like trace, like tracing what players were with who at certain times. They, the, if you actually have COVID, you have to stay out for ten days. But if you get traced back to hanging out with somebody with COVID, you have to sit out for fourteen. Now, how does that make sense? I don't know. The protocol doesn't really make any sense. I mean. What sport are we talking about here? NFL? College football. Oh, college. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I don't really understand it. I mean, if you look at the, the protocol in like the NFL and shit like that, it's even <laughs> it's even more ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Matt Stafford got put on the COVID list and then played two days later. Yeah, and Trevor Lawrence had it, and he was literally on the sidelines when they played Notre Dame, and he was talking with his teammates and stuff. Yeah, mask off and everything. Yeah, like I don't I don't understand. So to me, here, here, here's where I'm at. If you want to care about it, care about it and enforce the rules. If you don't want to care about it, don't care about it. Don't enforce the rules. Don't go halfway because, it, number one, it makes you look like a hypocrite. And then in, in turn, it makes you look like you don't know what you're fucking doing and you have no control over the situation. So as the NCAA and, and these schools in general, like, pick a lane, please. It's annoying. The only reason they started the seasons – was for money issues. All the schools were going to take major hits on their sports programs because the their football programs literally fund all their yeah. sports. And like it just they're not playing for the game. They're just playing for the money. I know. They Which is kind of an ugly thing. I don't think I, I don't think those commissioners in that genuinely care about the health of the I mean that's a that's a hard thing to say but i just they don't really care about the health and well-being rather than the, their wallets oh I don't, I don't think you're wrong though i i, I mean i, I want to say this too we truly don't know what the long term you know if, if this virus is could be something that can affect you 10 years down the line i mean it could who know we, we have no fucking idea mm-hmm. but um i think you're right i don't think they give a fuck of course, of course not why would they they just care about their their money their pockets yeah, um, the SEC. Which is a shame. Yeah, the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Twelve, off the off the rip. We're like we're still playing, and then Big Ten and Pac twelve canceled, and and then you mainly the Big Ten fans were very upset, and they got pushed back, and you had the whole Justin Fields petition thing, and other Big Ten players, and then it was getting signed by hundreds of thousands of people, and at first, obviously, those people don't give a fuck how many people sign a thing. Because it's not going to change their opinion. But then they saw all the money they were going to lose with TV and all that. And they were like, oh shit, maybe we have to rethink about this. And then they they were going to bullshit us a spring season. And then they were like, oh, we're going to start in Thanksgiving. It's like, no. And then they give us this October shit. And it's like, why? if you're going all this way back, why couldn't we have just started on time? Because it would have helped them in scheduling. Now the games are getting canceled or postponed. 
if it was back in September, they could have pushed games back before their conference games were supposed to happen. Now, the schedule is so crunched to where they can't make up these games. I know. But they, if, if you think about it, they could because there's nothing really going on on campus. They could play these games on Wednesday nights or something because all the kids are there. There's, you know no I mean? infra- there's no infrastructure, though, for that. Like, uh, right. You're right in saying that. But the thing about college football is the broadcasts are what brings in the other half of the money. So if if these games aren't being broadcast and the broadcasting companies aren't set up to go and set and do these productions on a Wednesday night, then there's no point in doing them because you're not the, the money's not there. You know what I mean? I guess you're right. And and that, like you said earlier, truly, this is about money. Yeah. It's not about it's not about the, the sport, which is ugly, but the truth. And we haven't even gotten in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is only playing a six game season. Right. How yeah. ridiculous is that? It's, it's a waste of time. Don't even play. And imagine I mean, like a game gets canceled. You've got five games. None of those teams can have an argument of playing for the college football championship. And that's what I was going to say earlier. Like the Maryland-Ohio State game getting canceled. Now we only have seven games. Right. How like if you have to make an argument for who your top top four teams are to play in the playoffs – you have Ohio State at seven and zero, and one of another team's ten and zero. Who yeah. who are you going to take? They played more, so you have more tape on them. But you, you the other team is normally always taken over them, so I don't really know. Yeah, it's nuts. Because right now you have Notre Dame, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson are your top four, and. Florida's right outside of there at five. Georgia's up there too. Well, not Georgia. Who else? Cincinnati's up there, and they're not even a Power Five conference. Right. They're in the fucking Big East. Yeah, college football is really ugly this year. The only the only shining light for me, I'll be honest with you, is uh, is the fucking action, baby. <laughs> Weren't you tweeting about that yesterday? <laughs> you were sick of it. I was sick of it. And listen to me. So. Are you familiar with what happened at the end of the Toledo game? No. All right. So essentially it was a fake spike. It was a fucking fake spike. And the, the, Toledo was up 10 going into the last minute. They give up a TD. Then the ball gets turned over. And then I think it was Western Michigan that they were playing. Mm-hmm. Um, let me make sure. Anyway, I, I think it was. I, I'm not going to make sure. Fuck it. Uh, it was Western Michigan. They drive back down. They're on the three or four yard line, and he fake spikes it. I thought I heard a whistle. I thought it was a real spike, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. And there was a fucking receiver in the corner of the end zone. The guy just threw a lollipop. He catches it. Western Michigan beats Toledo. <laughs> I got a lovely tip from a good friend. Um, who did a lot of research, a lot of research on the three-game slate on Wednesday night. I think it was either Tuesday or Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And I was feeling good. If it looked good all night, it felt... Uh, going into that last minute, I was like, oh, man, I just turned 15. It's a 150. That was easy as fuck. And then that fucking happened. And I was sick. I was <laughs> sickened. <laughs> For like four hours, I literally just sat in my bed. I listened to the the Sports Center anchor go, and how about that Maxion? We'll give you more Maxion right after the break. And I just turned my TV off. I was physically ill. <laughs> You're like, go oh, fuck yourself. I didn't want any more Maxion for the rest of my life. <laughs> but I'm gonna crawl back to it next week. You already know. Oh, of course. Always. Um, so. Matt, the Masters is going on right now too. Yeah. Um, fucking, what's his name? Why, why can't I think of his fucking name? Tiger? No, not Tiger. The big motherfucker, Bryce DeChambeau. Bryson? Yeah. That he's averaging like three hundred and forty yards on his drives, which is absolutely. I mean, he is simply juicing the ball. He's he's hitting. He's driving par fours. Yeah, I know. It's the only problem is his fucking short game is ass. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, he's fucking huge. He's on like a crazy diet, protein diet that makes him massive. Yeah. He looks like a fucking fat. He, he looks like a bodybuilder that's been bulking for too long. Um, currently, we're at round two. Not everybody today finished, so tomorrow morning is going to be people finishing up their second round and going straight into their third. Current leader yep. right now is Abraham Anser, a Mexican. He was minus, he was minus five today. He's leading minus nine with four other golfers. You got Dustin yeah. Johnson there too. Yeah. You got Dustin, Justin Thomas, and who is this? Cease, Cameron Smith on Aussie. Yep. Um, Tiger's sitting at minus four, so he's still in it. Um, I think he finished even today. Yeah, he played really well yesterday, though. Mm-hmm. He had a, oh. he shot a sixty-eight yesterday. My boy Brooks Kepka, Blake, Blake Kepka, minus five. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, with Phil minus five. Everybody's playing pretty well. Um, yeah. So t- after tomorrow is going to be the cut, or is there? Yeah, it should be a cut, right? Yeah, there's a cut. Yeah, it's usually t- it's usually ten after the whoever's leading. So right now, if you're minus one is the cut or plus one's the cut. Mm-hmm. So who's not making it right now? Uh, Fred Couples from, is in there? from Colin Morikawa down, or uh, Ogletree down won't make it. Gotcha. So we have Hen- he- people like Henrik Stenson, uh, Max Homa, Bichambeau. Yeah, if they don't pick it up, they'll they'll be the ones that are headed down. Deschambeau's currently on thirteen on his second round, so he'll have a couple extra holes to make up for that. He was plus three today on the other holes. I, yeah. I believe he also had to finish his first round today too, whatever was left. Yeah. So pretty weird schedule. I can't really watch because I've been working. Yeah, um, I have it on in the background. I'm just kind of you know doing what i do i got the new xbox so i kind of been playing yeah i I, i've been seeing a lot of people on the new console so the the new fifa is not coming out next gen until december 4th i believe they said so i don't know i'm gonna i'll try to get a new xbox i guess but it's not on the top of my priority list i would say yeah i mean i think you'll be able to get one to be honest with you the uh they, I think they're going to pump their numbers up. Although there hasn't been any restocks since they came out, mm-hmm. um, just make sure you don't buy the S. Make sure you buy the X. Okay, I'll make sure to take note of that. All right. All right. I guess we'll just cut it there. We are at fifty-two yeah. minutes. Um, yeah. Thanks everybody for dropping in on our special fiftieth episode. Um, we are coming up on Thanksgiving two weeks will be our 52nd episode our year our year anniversary mm-hmm. will be literally on thanksgiving or the day after depending on when we record it um might have to record it earlier depending on what happens i don't know yeah that's that's okay we'll, we'll figure it out i think yeah well we'll talk about it when you get there but um i wouldn't i guess we'll see you guys next week